There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. We're all business. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Decade Under the Influence. Today, we have a multi-movie review for you. Okay. Okay, weirdo. Hi. Yeah, you're like extra... <laughs> it's because we saw that Light FM commercial. <laughs> it is because of that Light <laughs> FM oh, commercial. Oh, work a day. Chaos. Ah, I can't handle it. We're doing seven movies from the 70s and we don't get past 1976. We're starting off with Friendly Fire, 1979, with you, Ashes. Put on your glasses and look all cute. Oh, thank you. All right. I regret that compliment. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> today we start with Friendly Fire. Like you said, our director here is David Green, who, of course, did Godspell. He did one episode of Roots uh, and The People Next Door. Also, like, 100 TV movies, like a ridiculous amount of TV movies. Uh, our writer is C.D.B. Uh, C. Bryan. Uh, and based on a book by Faye Kane. Um, the stars, of course, Cor- uh, Shut King. up. Did you make that up? No. I don't think it said Faye King. Like, I'm faking. <laughs> by Faye King. Here's your book. Faye Kane. Okay. Kanan or Faye something King. like that. Faye King. <laughs> Apologies. Please continue. Uh, this stars Carol Burnett. Uh, we, of course, would know her from the million episodes of the Carol Burnett show. Uh, she was also in the tenth month, and the grass is greener over the septic tank. Uh, it also stars Ned Beatty, of course, who we know from Network, Promises in the Dark, and Child. A Question of Love. Yes, <laughs> Child. All right. In the midst of the Vietnam War, the draft is culling young men from all over the country. Peg and Jean's oldest is drafted and sent off to the fight. He is killed in an accidental shelling slash range finding exercise. His death becomes the catalyst for change in his parents' lives as they fight to find out what really happened and why his death was not counted in the number of casualties reported. Discuss. Uh, I have a half a sentence review of this film. Would you like to hear it? I would, yes. Please. Uh, okay, fine, but it's too long. <laughs> it's half a sentence you're just like half of a run on sentence no no the movie's too long oh that's the movie. good god <laughs> no like the movie was as it we was way this, too long as yes. we watched this movie we kept being like it's still going I had a lot I wanted to say but I don't know if the subject was interesting but, enough to hold my attention and it was too damn long yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah it just seemed like they were going to get at something really interesting and then they just never did and it was like why did you spend all that time yeah you <laughs> did really you even, did you even say up? what they got at 
where it was about soldiers that were killed not in war. They were killed like on base and how like mm -hmm. they didn't get the benefits and they didn't they were treated differently. And then you think she's going to uncover some conspiracy and she kind of does but kind of not. Mostly not really. Yeah. Mostly it's like But she's a crusader like, they, like they yeah. I think it is. She never gave up. This, like banality of evil but then like situation and was it just to cover her grief or whatever yeah it was it weird years. because like, he the she brought attention she was crucified. the reporter Some guy tried to write a book yeah and it gets to the her. end like, <laughs> like after like a year years writing a book and then was like yeah no it turns out it's not interesting it's just a math error <laughs> just a math just error banality of evil shit yeah sorry <laughs> sorry uh overall well acted. I thought it was a, a interesting concept. Way too long. Yes. Um, it's funny because it's like I wonder if they just like had the time, like like this is a mini series or something like that, and it's got to cover this many episodes, so you got to mm -hmm. shoot this much content. Fucking fill it. Because um, I mean, they did some interesting things. They went to Washington. There was a little bit about how her town hated her for a little while. Um, well, both of them really. Um, so that stuff was, was kind of interesting, but not like, well, they weren't invited to like parties. It was just so separate because he was killed on the base or something. Well, they weren't, Plus, she wanted to find out the truth and it took her a while to find out. Right. That. And she kept like questioning yeah. I mean, and maybe, people were like, what? No, America's great. Maybe the Die point is that like they were trying to take you through what it would be like to just go years and years without knowing. Right. And then to have it just be something like that and, you know, everybody bent over backwards to, like, cover this up. Well, had <laughs> and a then weird you find out it's, like, not even term super crazy or anything. It's right. Just... But part of her de deal was, like, we should get the parades. We should get, we should just be up here with the veterans just the same. Sure, yeah. And and her son was treated differently because he, like, threw a grenade on himself or something. It wasn't that. No, it was a no. range-finding accident. Yeah. They're like, we just need to, like, set the range for where we're shelling. Uh, and, and some guy made a math error. That's and it. So it wasn't, like, killed in action in war and he was treated differently. And I, she was saying he shouldn't have been. Died a friendly fire. Well, and the big thing was, right, that they weren't counting uh, those folks in the in the numbers that they were saying to the public. And so it was, a, it was yes. a whole third higher because yeah. it uh, was something like... Because there's other things that are dangerous all be put together. other than yeah. the enemy firing on them. Oh, yeah. The friendly fire. The friendly fire. Too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to... Been but too I mean, much time yeah, like the, the moral point of the movie was was good. It was on point. Like it's not like they were trying to demonize something that wasn't fucked up. Nope. It was like much yeah. to do about not a whole lot. <laughs> like yeah, the the definitely the the end point was 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 targeted right, but it did make them seem like when it was uncovered and they're like, I don't care about that. Now I'm mad about this other thing. It was like, um, three, three, three. like, is there no point? Like, where, like, you know, this is what you said you were gonna, you know, have a little bit of closure or whatnot with, and it just made them seem like they were, I don't know, unwilling to find an end with it or something like that. I don't know. 
found it right away. I think this was the one where one of the times I was searching for this, I realized there was like six billion films called oh, yeah. Friendly Fire. Yeah. Yes. So two hours and 27 minutes. It gets 7.2. That's why I was very excited to see this. I would not give this a 7. I think it gets 7.2 just because it's Carol Burnett and Ned, and Ned Beatty. I don't think that's yeah, true. Because a lot of the other stuff that they're in gets way lower rating. Tenth month and the grass is always greener. A lot of her stuff gets lower rating. Hmm. kind of I don't know why. I think I think they do a good job. I do think they do a good job. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna rate this? Let's go. Seven point two. No, I was gonna go like six five. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. I would give this a seven. Like just be like maybe watch it, but uh, also for fans only. Yeah, for not fans. only fans, <laughs> but for fans only. Come to our OnlyFans to watch our reviews of Ned Beatty movies. <laughs> We're gonna yes. start that one. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Nineteen seventy-one dollars. Uh, dollars, dollars. This film's got a little gimmick, don't it? John Waters had Smellorama, William Castle had Shockorama or whatever. There's 3D movies, and now something very little but new that has never been done before. Yes, folks, it's finally happening. We are free from the first four rows. Now other parts of the keyboard can be used uh, to set a story free, or at least the title. Small, but it's movement forward. Here now we have dollar sign the movie. It's sequel semicolon coming soon to a <laughs> uh, I think I get to this later, so I'll just continue. But it's funny. Um, IMDb, you have to, um, you literally have to put in the dollar sign to get this movie. Really? Oh, Yet all of the DVDs now say dollars, and it just says dollars. But when it came out, it was just you had to be like dollar sign. <laughs> and it does not list it under dollar sign you have to put in the dollar sign or the movie doesn't come up which I feel does a disservice to this movie <sighs> if you love movies like we do the intro to this is very jackable see we're just talking about fans only very jackable <laughs> indeed or masturbatory you don't have to jack there are many movies like this where someone blows in and is hired to tell banks uh, how to protect themselves from the very person they hired. Oh, but Warren Beatty, kid brother to the awesome Shirley MacLaine, would never use his powers for crime. He's too moral. Ah, but what about a moral crime? Where kills pedophiles? Whatever. Where, where, I missed a word there. Yeah, what do you thought. want? Kills pedophiles rampant in the Catholic Church. No, not that moral. <laughs> oh, where he is like Warren Beatty kills pedophiles in the Catholic Church. That would be a much moral crime. Uh, he rips off the mob and dirty cops, I think. A little yeah. from damaged memory here. Also, moral or not, they can't report that they've been ripped off. This little treat also stars Goldie Hawn, who has not enough to do for my taste, but still, she's great. And some more solid character actors. It is directed and written by Richard Brooks. Also, a real quick before, da, 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 that's the IMDb thing I said. Uh, Warren plays Joe Collins, who is 
as stated, the best in the biz. That's right. He and Dawn Divine, Goldie Hawn, who's apparently a call girl, how did I forget that, decide to rob <laughs> a million and a half from three sets of criminals in Hamburg. It's pretty dang flawless, but maybe some of these criminals are smart too. Will they get away? Question mark. Will there be some 70s car chase? Question mark. Is this movie awesome? Question mark. Discuss. <laughs> I just realized since it was in Hamburg, does that make him a Hamburglar? <laughs> one to grow on. <laughs> uh, can I jump to the end of this movie and be a little upset for a second? Yes. So this movie kind of lays down that Goldie Hawn ditches him. And, like, just gets away from, like, the, the army and mob people chasing her. <laughs> like, immediately. Where Warren Beatty will only run in a straight line, basically, to get rid of, get away from his guys. And it's, like, the dumbest, longest chase scene I've ever seen in a film. Um, That's so long. The dumbest, longest It is so it dumb. Is so and it is so long. long. <laughs> um, There's it's like a quarter of the movie. But it, they get to the end of the film. What about that one where they had the Black Panther footage for like two seconds? No, no. That chase. Okay, that might have be boring. dumber. Yeah, dumber. There we go. But, is it but it's not long. I mean, it's, it's, it is longer than it should be, but it is not like... Anyway, it gets to the end of the movie, and they apparently shot no footage of them reconnecting, so they just do a voiceover after showing... Her like either him or her, I forget, get on like a boat or something. And then, then it's like a voice of them together. And it's like, did you just decide to change the ending last second? Cause like, it didn't like I put it track down well. Style. Oh, but it's bad footage. Well, bad for you. It's bad for filmmaking. Bad for Your you. visual medium. Is... I liked it. <laughs> I, I it still th- gives us that closure and it gives us that we're a seventies movie. We're, we're the fuck out of here. I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. I don't remember that. I don't remember you being like, I am very disappointed. Oh, I said it multiple times. Well, again, I don't remember that. Yeah, and yeah. Was I was too busy enjoying this fine film. <laughs> Dollar sign, the movie. Yeah, take us through the, the, the robbery and how he does it. I'm getting this mixed up with a coming up movie this session where they also decide... To rob people. <laughs> uh, it's a common theme. What the fuck is this? It, but it's, uh, it's, it's a bunch of safety deposit boxes. I know that. You're the one who's supposed to. You take us through. A bunch of safety deposit boxes and different sets of criminals. He sets up a scenario upset. where he gets locked in the vault. That was good. And then he, um, you know, he set the timing of the camera swiveling back and forth. So... He used that to get into all the lock boxes, and, and it looks hair. like he's just sitting there, yeah, for hours while they're breaking him out or whatever. And there's some drama with and he's the a keys. hero, yeah, because he saved the golden brick. Oh yeah, which I was curious if it was actually heavy or if he was acting because the acting was top notch. He would not <laughs> be able to lift a gold brick. I think he large. would. <laughs> It wasn't. It was. It was supposed to be like eighty pounds or something like that. It, it's not like unliftable. Don't they even like? 
isn't there a dollar sign in the movie? Oh, right at the beginning. Like, it's not like you see it on the screen. It's like they show No, they, they have like a crane yeah. holding a spinning dollar sign. Yeah, that's funny. It's like a giant bank thing. Did you like this movie? Also, Goldie Hawn uh, audio records the different folks that they're going to target. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that never goes anywhere. They don't need to. It was a backup, wasn't it? No, it was just like her thing she did for like, as like her fail safe. I thought it somewhere. was her getting all the information, yeah. the spy information that she needed to be able to know when they were going to have money and stuff. Maybe. I, and I also I thought it was that. like proof that like senators went to call girls or something. <laughs> you know, like I've got you on the tape. Right, but none of those people were senators. There was some political people. There was, there was an army guy. Army was he a general? Was he no, a he's just like some colonel or something. Colonel like that. is even above general. Oh my god, <laughs> colonel's not above general. Colonel man. is above general. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, colonel is above general. Oh my god, colonel in the army. No. Yes. Who was in military school? Who's full of shit? Yeah, but colonel. like you never hear of a four-star colonel. Yeah, but that's because it's a tippity top. This is true. All right. We're gonna look this up later because I'm I'm betting against you on this one. Even in military school, and I I, I give that a heavy. It starts with private, and then general, and then colonel. It what? doesn't matter. What do you rate this movie? Uh, <laughs> I mean, just forget the fact that you never listen to your friends sergeant. when they're sure about. I something. listen to you. What? Not even sergeants or commanders. I'm all mixed up. No sergeants is like that's like the working class, and then you go to lieutenants and stuff. Lieutenants are all the officers. It's a lieutenant right. and then... Flat six. Flat six? What? Yeah, flat six. I, I liked this movie uh, mostly. There's some silly things. Um, and major? The, the chase scene was too fucking long. I like and it. And it was like... It's, it's like, pick a fucking lane. What are you doing here? Is it a train thing? Is it a, a ice oh, thing? Oh, the train thing was cool! Is it... Are you in like a? The, I do remember that the, was the one point where I was a little bit too long because he was you like move faster. Yeah. They took the elevator downstairs so he could be in the stupid long hallway, and he gets shot. She's like, "God damn it! This is just enjoy your seventies movie. This is useless. What are you doing? Let's do more." And so often he gets away and then does something incredibly dumb immediately to let them catch up. It was just like I can't, I can't take you, Mister Beatty. Flat six. I'm saying flat six. Victory? Um. Flat six. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a, a thumbs up. It's not a bad movie. It's just not like a really super good one. Either. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I liked it. I had fun watching it. Uh, moving on. Number three, Buck and the Preacher. Victory, 1972. Buck and the Preacher. Preacher and Buck. Just a minute. Oh, no. Ah, you broke your computer. (laughs) That's why I write it down. I can't read my writing, though. Yeah, well. All my, uh, what? (laughs) It's a failure of of, uh, our generation, right? We all learned some. It's getting better, though. The more I do it, I'm getting a little better. What happened? But a bunch of my offs were ofs, and my ofs were offs. 
in one of my write-ups. Try to keep up with my brain, you know, and so you try to write as fast as possible. Yeah. I had an of, and the computer, try, like the, you know, puts like red lines where it's like you, you misspelled yeah. something. But it's like, you misspelled off. And I was like, no, it's of. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's funny. Doesn't okay. make any sense. Sorry about that. My computer decided to restart. You know what? <laughs> we could have paused. We, 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 we filled it perfect. With yeah. our riveting ready, of and the off conversation. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for having my back on that. Yeah, um, no problem. Okay. Uh, Sydney Poitier director debuts for this 1972 twist on westerns. Buck and the Preacher uh, explores the Go West story of black people fleeing racist backlash after the legal end of slavery and seeking out new lives as independent landowners forming settlements in Kansas. Uh, this star-studded cast of characters, include, including Sidney Poitier, Ruby Dee, and Harry Belafonte, yeah. form... Uh, delicate relationships with the indigenous people whose land they pass through and fight off white raiders paid to destroy black settlements to stop them from leaving the south without cheap labor. Uh, we are also treated to a fun and conflicted relationship between Buck, the earnest wagon master, and the preacher, the con man who finds a worthy cause. Finds a what? Worthy, worthy cause. cause. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said he has a change of heart. No, I know, but I thought you said a burly cat house, and I was like, finds a burly cat house. What does that mean? And what I mean, movie were you cat, watching? There is a cat house in the movie. There but is a cat house in the movie where everyone gets everyone shot out. down. <laughs> yeah, Ruby D is mother sister from Do the Right Thing. Got to mention that every time. This was a fun movie. Also, seems like Sydney likes to make her his wife a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. There's when, like three, two or three other movies. I gotta make reasons for us to wife. be making out. Oh, speaking of his wife, uh, the native woman who is the wife of the chief in the film is Sidney Poitier's actual real life wife. Oh, huh. Do do do. Yeah, serious <laughs> time. Uh, who's always disappointed with him in every scene. <laughs> you like this? I did like this. This was fun. I remember liking it, but like thinking about it, I don't. Uh, I think period pieces just. Yeah, and just, westerns aren't my bag, but this was at done least this really was more well. Political, yeah. It had good historical value to it. Um, yeah, I loved all the the allegories. Yes, the acting, of course, was fantastic, and it was shot really well Harry Belafonte Harry fucking I Belafonte I don't like it <laughs> yeah I mean it just like covers a, a a piece of history that is often just missing I mean I never learned about yeah the like it's just you know we would hear oh well slavery ended and some people went north and <laughs> some people just stayed <laughs> Kinda, <laughs> and then yeah, none of none of this though. I mean, and this makes perfect sense. Yeah, like why the fuck wouldn't they just like en mass like go set up their own settlements and stuff? Right. Um, well, and it explains it really well too, because they're like, this is right afterwards. They've been promised certain things, and they're like, oh, we're not actually going to give those to you. No forty acres and a mule. 
if you take them, we will burn down your territory and terrorize you until you leave. Right. So, like, if you want that, go that way. And, like, uh, yeah. it also puts... Mm-hmm. Sure they were skeptical. It also puts the Oregon history in perspective, too. Mm. The, um, the whole thing about, you know, not letting black people migrate west so that they could keep cheap labor in the south um it makes sense why um oregon made all those laws like banning the migration of black people to the territory yeah no it totally does and not talked about enough that's for sure no it gets a a a high recommend for me it's just it's just a little bit of a blur of memory maybe i need to see it again i also was you know pleasantly um surprised you don't hear a lot about the relationships it was like you know the african americans were enslaved and oppressed and then the indigenous people were oppressed and genocided and so they have a kinship a little bit you know uh the 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 tribal leader was kind of like, okay, you know, there was like, yeah, you're not exactly the white man, you know, and so they were making concessions and being kind of a little bit more cool with them. That was neat to see. I didn't agree with all of his decisions, if I if memory serves. <laughs> I was kind of like, eh, come on, you can help out a little bit more. Because well, was at one point, he was just like, that's all I'll do. That's the best you're gonna get. Well, I think it was a reasonable place I, to call it. It was, too. but I would like, yeah, yeah. I mean, because. They were, they were also, to some degree, participating in the the colonization of indigenous land. Yeah. So the but it you is, have to be I like yeah, but I get that what they, they made did that. Mm-hmm. I like that they made that complicated. Yeah, it should be. I know, also folks like folks were like we, we sympathize with your position, but also you know there's reasons to to not trust each other and our, our oppressions are different, like fundamentally different. But I did like how it wrapped that up because like, they're like, we're not going to fight for you. Like, we'll take you this far. We'll guide you. We'll do the thing. But like, it comes down to it. You're on your own. And they're like on the hill watching Buck and Preacher just fucking slaughter all these racist dudes. And then they kind of get pinned down and they're down to the last couple. And they're like, ah, we'll mop it up. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, actually, this benefits us too. <laughs> yeah, that whole common enemy thing—different struggle, but common enemy. Yeah, I liked—I really liked uh, what they did with that, and and also, um, Sidney Poitier was was very intentional in how he depicted that. Hmm. He's a in cool fact, guy. he fired his first director because he felt like. And made himself the director because he felt like the person he had originally hired wasn't wasn't giving those issues the attention and thoughtfulness that they really, really needed. Hmm. Well, you're out of here. I thought his take on it was great. The movie as a whole was great. Just... I gave it an eight. I don't know if I said that I also gave dollars an eight. But I did. Oh, I didn't. I don't think you did. Good callback. And you know, I would probably have given it a higher eight. Does IMDb give you the, uh, you know, the way to do that? And they don't yet. Maybe that'll happen next right. year. Um, I'm not constrained by that, and I'm going to give them an eight five because I, I really. That's did what like I would have done, but I mean, just saying practically for IMDb. 
Give yeah, me. I love I love Sidney Poitier. I love Harry Belafonte, and I definitely gave it a Ruby thumb, D. Thumbs up. Heck yeah. Well, uh, number four, 1972, Trick Baby. Baby Trick. Trick Baby? The glasses are on again. Yeah, that's right. I need to be able to see. The information's coming in now, Con. <laughs> Our director here is Larry Eust. Um, the the writer's... That. Uh, Y U S T. I'm going to be honest here. I ran it. right past him because our writer here is fucking Iceberg Slim. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, That's the reason for the rental. But <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Eustace come up before. Well, so I, I'm almost that. positive that yes, that is true. That name is like I think we. Um, but. Iceberg Slim is just such an interesting character. Yeah. Um, I didn't give a lot here, uh, but he was born Robert Beck in, um, on August 4th, 1918 in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, hey. He was a writer known for the book Pimp, The Story of My Life. Uh, he wrote Trick Baby, and he wrote a Black Journal. Um, this is his only film uh, or adaptation to film. Um this stars uh, uh, Kyle Martin, who did Hill Street uh, Blues, uh, The Panic in Needle Park, and Lale Madonna XXX. Uh, this also stars <laughs> <laughs> Mel Stewart um, from Hammer, uh, Let's Do It Again, um, and fucking 88 episodes of Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Um, it also stars uh, Dallas Edward Hayes uh from the eyes of Laura Mars, across the hundred and tenth street, and Beverly Ballard, Hawk, and Simon and Simon. Um, he did those were that's literally everything he did, by the way. Um, all right, Trick Baby is written by the author Iceberg Slim and was his only book adaptation uh, adapted to film. Slim's book tells the story of life in the black ghettos. Uh, Trick Baby is the story of Blue. And white folks, two con men who use people's racist expectations to their advantage. Blue is older and wiser uh, of the con men who raised white folks, uh, a mulatto who is white passing. Blue has taught white folks all the rules that he has used not just to stay alive, but to thrive. The movie shows white folks passing between both black and white communities and falling into one of the biggest con- or, and yes, falling into one of the biggest cons either he or Blue has ever been a part of. Uh, but will their past cons catch up with him before they score? Dun, dun, dun. Did you mention the love boat? The love boat. No, I did not. It's that's fucking Isaac from the love you boat. You know, if I take everything, you I have that's no That's not thunder. everything. That's the big one. <laughs> that's the big <laughs> Isaac from love boat. We almost named our child Isaac. You know why? The love boat. Yeah. Here's the other thing. He's in it for like one second. Doesn't matter. Does it not? It does not matter. That's because you guys are born in 1979 and I was born in 1971. I grew up with Love Boat. I don't care. <laughs> not what I care is that you were doing this review and then you didn't mention Isaac. And that was a failing. I guess so. I wish. You, do I wish he was in this movie more? Yes. <laughs> but Isaac is here. And I thought you had mentioned it, and then you were done. I was like, I don't think I heard. I don't think I heard Isaac anything. from the Love Boat, the bartender on the Love Boat. <laughs> and makes you and does the thumbs up on the Love Boat. 
I'm sorry. Oh, you were done. Uh, yeah. That was that was good. I did like the you got some um, good shit that there. you mentioned Thanks. that they were using racial stereotypes that which reminded me of something that I forgot to say about Buck I like the that Preacher. Too. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, Use my platform. Yeah, go ahead. And just, I set that, it up. And... That was also uh, something that they did frequently yes. in that movie, um, which is, I think, a, a really clever and fun way to reframe those sorts of dynamics. Unfortunately, they also got a lot of criticism for that hmm. because of people seeing stereotypes being in the film and not realizing... The context or like the oh, cleverness right, right. with which those things were being used and play with and and how they were actually empowering themselves over these people who had a, a major advantage and i i also love how they do that in this film too and i think it's a little bit more clear in this film i want yes. absolutely i, w- I want to read you guys a... hitting you over the head yeah <laughs> it's bonk bonk on the head as they say in the star which trek apparently podcast. that's what you need in order to get good reviews if you're going to have that in your film well <laughs> i mean i like that in general like hit us over the head with it i, so I want to read you guys a, a review that was written this is critic uh Rossi Jackson from the New Pittsburgh Courier. Oh, Craig Rossi Jackson? That's right. <laughs> Not Craig. Critic Rossi Jackson. <laughs> Craig's a different... No. Uh, anyway. Um, calls this adaptation a bastardization version of Iceberg Slim's novel. Uh, they have watered down, misadapted, and ultimately messed up Iceberg Slim's original work. While Jackson claims that the film is very well acted, he believes that the film lacks the furiousness and passion with which Slim writes about uh, the places and the pains of the black ghetto experience. Mm. The black ghetto life is largely lost in the, in the movie, and many of the exciting characters, such as Cleo, are lost. Um, that may be true, but I still love bad. this movie. I, I thought that was an interesting... Right? I mean, I haven't read the book, so... We sounds like the, the movie book. could have been even cooler. Yeah, it really does. But sometimes um, they're wrong. I mean, sometimes it's just apples and oranges. I hear so many times people are like, "Oh, the book is better." And, eh. The other sometimes review, it's apples and oranges. The other review we have to read this book from the time period that I I, I read, and I'm not going to read it to you, but it pointed out um, that one of the failings of what's his name, fucking Kyle Martin, was that. Um, they didn't feel his character was like obviously in the black community all the time. Like he was easily a part that they, they kind of othered him, you know, they, they introduced him to the, the audience being um, in the bar scene, you I know, and, and, and blue is like, no, he's a brother, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he, and he kind of gives the backstory there and they show him on the only time they really do that is from the, the first con him going to meet him at the bar. He's like hanging out on the streets and people are like cool with him and he's playing with the kids and, and he's obviously a known character there, but kind of that's the only place in the movie where he's like in black community. And I think in the book, yeah, there's a lot more crossover. Switch, like someone would have to in, yes. in real life. Yeah. So I thought that was an, also an interesting critique of it. Um, just calling, calling that relationship. You mean out passing? You say code switch, and a lot of people that will listen to this it does a complete flyby, and it does with me. So always make it plain. What the fuck is code switch? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a modern term for. I hate modern um, terms. 
Well, the, the young kids these days are using... Uh, <laughs> 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 which uh, is, when black, is when black people have to switch from the way that they would talk with their friends and their community yeah, yeah, yeah. to then fit in with white people. They have to change the way they talk in order to be respected and listened to. Sure. I think it's, you know, better to just say that so we, we get the intensity of it, you know, so that right. instead of just, like, code switching, like, what that means. And I thought this film did a good job of doing that. Also, it's like recessive gene or some kind of thing, because he's not just passing. He's just a white guy. Well, this guy is just a white guy. He's not I, a I'm, saying, I'm saying the actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the casting choice. And so it's, it's interesting, <laughs> and they're passing it off like, you know, he came out of a black vagina, and, blah, 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 and he just came out white. Usually, you know, people have a little bit of color in them. Some people are more Although, passing than others. Da, yeah, da, 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 da. I, I've definitely yeah. seen. It was just kind of, and not. I kind of dug it, but it was also kind of, oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, it's it's definitely not always true. And, it, I, you know, to be honest, I didn't actually look up whether the, the actor... I did. There's no way, he's, right? He's, he's you did. Okay, not. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't no, need to, I, but you, I hear you. Know, you. like, have you seen those those um, fraternal twins that where one is a black woman and the other looks like she just came straight off the boat from fucking Ireland? She's got, like, red wow, hair strawberry and white. red <laughs> hair yeah. and very pale skin but they're like literally twins twins from a black mother and um i mean in their case is used as as like a means to like debunk the myth of whiteness and yeah yeah as like a it's a suit race is a pseudoscience it's not actually biological but um but yeah so it's not it's not always the case that somebody looks or has like certain characteristics that are black but kyle did not um i think the also something that they could have possibly just cast a little bit better is just someone who knew community a little bit better spent more time in black community and knew how to like adapt a little bit because it seemed like the work that they did was a lot of like verbal I know he's a, he's a black dude because I saw his mom. His mom was... you know. I, I like that scene. I like, literally was a pimp for his mom, which I yeah. think is, in the book, what's why he I ends know, up raising me, white folks. This film's got me all jazzed about reading because I think I need to, we need to read this book. Uh, I had a question for you about the plot because uh, we review and watch a lot of movies and some of the plot is vague this is the first time seeing this movie it was hard to get a hold of and then there were some issues with getting it from movie man someone rented it and did not return it hopefully they were just continually watching it because <laughs> i really like the politics in this movie a lot but um the older one who teaches him how to bunko or grift or you know because they're, they're con artists right we can't yeah. say code switch but motherfucker drops a bunko in here That's <laughs> like, right <laughs> The baby boomers. <laughs> uh, remember, he was like, um, you have to know, he keeps giving, he's like, keeps obi wanting it or yelling. Yeah, totally. You have to know when to get out. Yeah. And I don't remember uh, plot-wise why he wanted, he just wanted to, because it was too much money. Why he wanted to get out? Or why he wanted that, to keep going? Keep going, because it was the literal was biggest big... fucking hit of their life. Like, this was going to be and like... what was it again? So... He would, remember, 
White folks shows up. He hooks up with that it lady. It was a good con. I remember that. But hooks up with that lady, and she takes him to like a fancy party. And they're they're all getting drunk and hanging out. And it's all like doctors and we're going too deep. And it's well, I'll, I'll get there. Just just hang in for for one more minute. I promise. Um, and it's like a literal conversation between this like white liberal dude and this Republican dude, and they're like just bold faced talking about how racist they are from the different perspectives of, of race. That transitions to him uh, having a conversation and like smoking cigars and brandy and shit like that yeah. afterwards. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this big deal. It's closed. It's, it's whatever. I have, like, ma- all this money that I'm cons. making. Is this it's, whole movie just one con? I thought there were a couple. So it starts with one con. There's one big con. Yeah, it starts with real estate. Oh, that was all neat. Yeah. And so he, he, like, gets them to talk him into, like, getting them involved. Yeah. But it starts with a different con. It starts with the diamonds, if you remember that. I, it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, is that where Isaac is? That Isaac's in the bar after that con. Yeah. Um, so, so the thing that happens and the, the history catching up with them is they con this old man into buying these diamonds, and it's and how they use right. the how they use their their like white black interrelationship is by like totally showing up in a shitty apartment. They make Blue look like he's all destitute, like a strung out junkie who just like got this sweet score and bought these like rad diamonds or, you know, probably stole these rad diamonds. Um, and then he walks in and he's like, we're buying these for $10,000. And he's like, no, they're worth a hundred thousand dollars. He's like, no, you're lucky. I'm not just stealing them and killing you. And then they leave. And the old man's like, yes, I made so much money, but they, they, they're fake diamonds. They cost them 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And so they, they both leave happy. But that guy is like the uncle or like, some way related to this mob boss yeah. who um, that guy, when he finds out he's been grifted all this money, he has a heart attack and wrecks his car and is in the hospital and is dying. And so they're kind of following them the rest of the movie. So mob boss like puts a hit out on him or to, to catch them. And black cop is like, just give me the money from the job and I won't tell him who did it. And they don't want to give him the money. And they have a great con on the on the on the cop, if you remember that, cutting holes in the envelope. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> so you're giving too much. You just have to. But it's all coming back to envelope stuff was fucking was funny. So There's some funny. fun grifter stuff in there. And then I was thinking, for the big con, it started to remind me of this uh, old SNL sketch with Eddie Murphy. Where he puts on white makeup and he wants oh, to Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he's like, white people just give people things for free because the the mulatto person, you know, the, uh-huh. he he's in that mm-hmm. that scene with these two businessmen and they're just super trusting of him right away. Yeah, like, oh, you got to get <laughs> us part of this, deal. this business deal. We'll, we'll bring $90,000. And then he calls his friend and his friend's like, oh, we got this. And they hire people to act like they're, you know, whatever, construction. the land construction company. <laughs> It was all like awesome. See how racist you are, white people. It was good. Yeah, it was. And that so was I fantastic. That. But then, uh, white folks. And it's not just like white poor people. It's not just Republicans. It's also like oh, liberal they, white people's racism. They <laughs> made that crystal clear, yeah. which I really yeah. appreciated that scene, and I liked it being like kind of long too, <laughs> right? Because they're just like masks off, just oh, you know. Here's why the way that you treat your, uh, uh, the way that you act racist is fucked up, but the way that we're racist is great. And they're just both going back and forth on it. And you're just like, holy shit. I think his 
name was Mel Stewart, as you said, but I think he was my favorite actor in this. Oh, yeah. Very good. I did... I I was... And I I get it. Like, it's the biggest grift ever, so they're like... He's wanting to hang in there. But it was like... You know, his his protege is all... The, the, the fucking wind has turned against us. Like, we've lost the... This, we yeah. gotta let this one go. We're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. And he just won't do it. He well, just, he's younger. He's, you know... Oh, I guess he cares... He cares more about the rest of his life because he's got more of it? No, I thought he was the one that didn't want to quit. The no. older one wanted to quit. No, backwards. No. Absolutely backwards. No, because he was the teacher. He taught him how to I know, and he, he was like, you got to know when to get out. And he, like, gives him that line back from himself. He's oh, like... Oh, so you're yeah, later in... Okay. Yeah. But it's, I think it is partially that. Like, Blue is supposed to be an older man, and I think he's seeing this as, like, retirement, right? Yeah. I can just be okay. done. We can just fuck off. Um, yeah. You want to rate this? You got anything else? Uh, I, I think I, I, I recommend this, like eight five, maybe into nine territory. That's it was, good. It was yeah. it was great. I don't have any of my ratings on here, but I really did like this movie. Yeah, thumbs up. And I think I just need to. Yeah, I haven't even rated it, so I'm just gonna go ahead and give it a nine right there. Boom! You were here for me rating it. It happened <laughs> right here. <laughs> Uh, so moving on to number five, Cops and Robbers. Are you ready to move on? I'm yes. ready to remember this one because I don't think well, I do. I can help you. I can help you. I'm here to help. Uh, right out of the gate, I want to say that this film is on my mountain of 70s greatness. It's just there forever in the 70s movie perfection, and it's in good company. Not to say it's perfect, but a perfect for me 70s movie. Now that I've jumped the shark on that, let's get into it. <laughs> Tom and Joe are cops who don't like being cops at all. Oh, it's coming they back. They say, fuck Ned and Goldie, let's rob 10 million and get out of this dark madness, the 70s. Uh, let's go ask this mob <laughs> guy what he'll buy, and he tells them bearer bonds. So they, oh yeah, one of them has already been robbing liquor stores on a mental health day pass. <laughs> also, Tom and Joe are played by two character actor greats. Cliff Gorman plays Tom, who was Emery in Boys in the Band. Also, today I just woke up remembering that he was in Ghost Dog. He's also mm. the Lenny Bruce-ish, Bruce-ish character in All That Jazz. And the hip-swinging artist who catches jealousy and becomes an ass in An Unmarried Woman. <laughs> Joseph, remember that guy? I do, yeah. Uh, Joseph Bologna plays Joe, and we've seen him in Made for Each Other. Um, Where, oh, but were they made for each other? Remember that? (laughs) I remember, I think I like that one more than you. I think um, that's true. uh, He's in The Big Bus, zany. And I recently reviewed Chapter 2 with James Caan and the rad Marsha Mason. Also, Rhoda, (laughs) too, gets a mention. She's in uh, Chapter Turn the page. Film is directed by Aram Avakian, related to Bob of the RCP. I don't know. Interesting <laughs> stories on Wiki, Wiki about uh, Aram. I might be saying that wrong. I really want to know more. He locked heads with Francis Ford Coppola as editor during the filming of The Godfather, sabotaging the dailies and bad-mouthing <laughs> Francis to hopefully get him replaced. Jesus. He was replaced. It's funny, Victor, when you were talking about um, 
Sidney Poitier firing that person. Uh, we hear a lot of stories where, like in MASH, where they kept trying to get the director fired, and it's like, you yourself may get fired. So it's funny, in this story, it didn't work. She got fired. The uh, story here is by Donald Westlake, who also wrote the novel, and many novels that became 70s movies. The Hot Rock, 1972, yeah. with Robert Redford. The Outfit, 1973, with Robert Duvall. The Bank Shot. 1974 with George C. Scott and Hot Stuff. 1979 with Suzanne Plachette. See a pattern? This is fifty percent of hot. This is no. It's all like you know, like heist kind of thing. Right. You know? No, I see. Uh, film uh, duh is obviously shot in New York City. Okay, let's discuss. Uh, some of my favorite scenes in this were the neighborhood, like them hanging out in the pool. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just like <laughs> on their inner tubes floating around, like pontificating about I robbery. I hitting this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. I love those two. And I just like that they don't be in cops. And it's just a movie where things like seem to be happening around them. Yeah. And they're just kind mm-hmm. of over it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it, uh, it's funny that I didn't remember this one off the top of my head because this was a good movie. You're right. This was a lot of fun. Um, uh, yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a perfect 70s movie. Yeah, it's if got... If someone's like, you know, what's a good 70s movie? This is one of them. It's also funny because they're, they're obviously not robbers either, right? They don't really know what they're doing. So yeah, they're sort they're of like... Yeah, they're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of do. I like that when they're like, oh, shit, I forgot why they had to shred them. Because they're, they're going to get searched on the way they're out. They're going to get searched on the way out, but they're like, fuck it. We could just present bullshit to the mob guy. All we have to do is sell a story. And get paid, yeah. <laughs> well, you were going to say? You made a noise. Yeah, like and then the... Well, I just finally remembered the it's other part. It's all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> like, this whole time, I'm like, man, all I remember is them in the pool. and <laughs> That's a good takeaway. about Robert. I didn't remember anything about the robbery until that moment. Um... But yeah, and I liked that the the bank people were like, yeah, sure, whatever, we'll cooperate, great. And then they like stole like, stole a million dollars. That was funny. And then the cops like figured that. out they're like, yeah, they're, they're getting their cut. They, they don't give a fuck. Man. Yeah, they're glad we stole that <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> they listened to it they're on like, the radio. Some yeah. for you, some for me. <laughs> That's fine. And he like he, when he's telling her. You like you think back to that because he's like, just be cool. Just be cool. Also, take this out of this vault and put it here, and then this, put it over here. These are these two accounts. I want you to pay attention. And she's like, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Wink. Going to the pub. <laughs> That's funny. It was just it was done really funny, and then they don't know what to do, so they shred it and throw it out the window. <laughs> Uh, also one of those like kind of long dumb chase scenes but this was much shorter um, and and Correct. I, I liked it a lot more um, and then jumping through the gate into the the car lot or whatever uh, was it was a great shot there's a parade but then later there was something in the park with caution it was, horses it was, was a, that weird it was thing? a bike day in the park bike day yeah, my so no, god no cars in the park they Remember? could have just edited that whole part out no i liked it <laughs> <laughs> well they needed it, they needed that <laughs> they needed i'm that out of here sort of uh <laughs> fight with the with the gangster right that's not that's, that's not, not a door. Door. It's horrible <laughs> 
Well, that wasn't any better. That was way better. Than... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're amateur foley's people. Oh, watch out, lady. Um, sorry, my cat's attacking my other cat. Uh, really lazily, though, so it was, it was fun. I like that we do that because I was listening to another podcast and they didn't do that at all. They were just like, Adrian! Adrian! I'm like, who are you talking to? And then you have to find out an hour and a half later they're talking about a cat. So I like that we're like, yeah, we're talking about cats. <laughs> well, we're getting towards the, the feeding hour, so they've, they've started the march of uh, reminders. Which is funny in the podcast. Like, shut the fuck up, Adrian! And I was like, what's happening in this podcast? This different energy all of a sudden. It's just a cat leaping about. Anything else on this? I do, what else? I do like this This, this is, once again, man, New York City just stands out and, Absolutely. Uh, as a character in this film. City. But not just the gritty New York City. We also get to see suburban New York City, mm. which we I don't think we've seen very much in, in other films. So getting to see like the sort of like row housing, um, that reminded me a ton of the sort of housing you see in... Uh, in like London, it's London's outskirts, right? Where it's like little your little patch of garden in the back, lots of houses just like crammed together, um, and they seem to make it work by like maybe having their houses like right next to each other, so they have like a little bit more room for pool and barbecue and hangout space. Um, I don't know. I I I, I liked seeing that part because I can't. I just don't think I've seen it before. Oh yeah. I checked out a little bit because you were just going off. I was just I, yammering, yeah. Well, no, I, and I gave you the space to do it, and like I can listen to this later, you know. But then I was like, oh, I, I checked back. I don't know what, you know, the, the mind wanders, and my mind wanders a it's lot. It's fine, it's fine. But no, but no, the little yards, that was all pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily too suburbia. It was just, that's what it's like in New York City in some neighborhoods. Yeah, I think it's just like sort of like outskirts of this i mean they're obviously not in like manhattan right they're like correct but they're still you know it's just a very small patch of yard you're not going to see my hand gestures at all (laughs) i'm making a small patch of yard jesus christ right we get that guy in the beginning who's having who's barbecuing with them who's a grocer or something like that he's he's all like ah gotta be honest all the time and they're like but you steal groceries and he's like i don't this is a benefit that's a benefit for working (laughs) yeah i feel like this film got a lot of stuff on the tape yeah that was kind of neat uh you want to rate this i'll give it that's a thumbs up yeah this would be another 8.5 for me i think i'm gonna score a little lower i'm going 7.5 on it bullshit uh you gotta watch it again no i mean that's i own it we're watching it again i I would watch this movie just bought yourself another free ticket that's fine i I liked this movie 7.5 by the way is a good score i know you you tend to be a little harsher Time's going to tell on that. You're going to repent all of these low ratings. Uh, I also liked that it was a cop movie that wasn't a cop movie. Because I, I, I get a little nervous that's sometimes. That's the reason it ended up being a thumbs up. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. They hated being cops. But, um, whoa. Okay. So uh, this is probably going to be a not recommend for everyone. I don't know. Night Porter, <laughs> 1974, victory. We've just been so positive. Yeah. So Night Porter asks a question no one wants an answer to. <laughs> uh, what if imprisoned children enjoyed rape and torture during the Holocaust and want more? A kink? <laughs> Kinky? 
the uh, Italian, go figure, director Liliana Cavani invents a, so- a psychopathic dream of the Holocaust as a sadomasochistic coming-of-age delight for a teenage prisoner. Uh, Charlotte Rampling stars as the Nazi's little girl. Uh, the film begins with her as an adult now coming across her former torture in a hotel. Soon after, the two become entangled in a sadomasochistic affair locked away in a Nazi's apartment, ending in murder-suicide. Murder-slash-suicide. Uh, she later revealed in interviews that the violence against her in the scenes was real and that she had had to refuse to do more than one take. Uh, In its flashbacks to the concentration camp scenes, the film depicts Nazis as dripping with taboo sexual pleasure and the victims of the Holocaust as horny voyeurs decorating the background of fetish sex crimes being committed against young people and children. Uh, Cavani's vision neutralizes fascist political horrors and shits in the face of real human suffering with the vainglorious indifference of a callow sociopath. Tell us what you really think. Fucking no <laughs> notes, by the way. Well, I feel like if I was um, a teacher grading, like this movie was handed to me as a paper, Okay, I would be like, I think I see what maybe you wanted to do. Like, I would have notes, and I could be a little bit positive. I see things in this movie where it could have been good, maybe given a completely different subject matter. Like, the bare bones of, like, discussing a fetish. And, and it's well made, so I'd be like, okay, you did your you did some research, you handed me in a book report. Oh, she didn't do any research. But, she I mean... Just- like maybe research on how to make a good film. Yeah, how to shoot <laughs> and it. Plus, it gets a Blu-ray, you know. And a lot of people came together to do this thing. And there's other movies of the time period that were worse. Fine, but yeah. like it seems like it's I trying mean, to be thoughtful. I mean, she also did other. She also did other Nazi love story really? films. Yes, this Jesus. was a theme with her. This was <laughs> also rough. she. Um, she also did another movie that was. Uh, you know, actually, the fall of fascism in Italy was really rough for women. Film. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking hell! Not a great person, and yeah, and you know, also making her, you know, actress actually Get punched. Be yeah, I had beat no up idea and about punched, that. and um, and then also there's just so many weird things about. Not we just this. Would get a if I was that teacher, but director, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but also just like the conditions on the set and like trying to get it funded. There's just like all sorts of just like how fucked up is this person? Like, um, didn't you say the four actress? Years? The act, yeah, it took her four years to find some creep who would fund it, and then, um, and. And then there was also like this weird story that the actress shared um, about how she had her four-month-old baby on set, and like, but she kept her baby in her trailer, and she had to like set up a hair dryer to keep the baby warm. What? And I, I was know. Like, <laughs> this is thinking to myself like, why? Why is your baby on the set of this obvious pedophile fetish film? And then also, like, 
Why is your baby alone with a hair dryer with to keep it warm? With a 70s hair dryer? Like with no safety. Someone <laughs> right. taking care of and holding the baby to keep it warm? Oh. And, and then also just like, you know, she's so emaciated in the film and she just had a baby four months ago like what yeah what was she put through to like do this film and the first scene that they film is the one where she's like emaciated dancing around in the nazi uniform really yeah that's the so that's four months after her birth holy crap yeah it's all like it's like tommy shots and it's just really just everything about the filming of this film and then the film itself is just very bizarre and sick. Yeah. It sounds like it. And I was just, it got on my radar, rate radar, radar, got on my <laughs> radar, my radar because it got a blue so ray. <laughs> and then reading about it on IMDb, I was kind of like, okay, let's give this a try. It could go either way. Cause some of it was saying we've watched, we watched, you know, movies where they have Nazi hunters and I like that. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of mm-hmm. saying that it does deal with, because there's like a council of, of Nazis, you know, living in America or wherever they're living, Italy, where they're trying to make it and they they don't want this guy rocking the boat or something. There's something involved. Yeah, there's with, a... After it's World an, War Two. It's an allegory for sexual guilt. The whole Nazi council thing and like the way that they're... Um, yeah, so but, I mean, like, I read of, all like, the signs weird, wrong. Surreal way that they're dealing with the because um... they're all like, "Oh, you you need to have your trial," and the trial is yeah. just it's just a them mock... going in front of their their peers and like confessing yeah. everything. Yeah, so it's not it's not genuine guilt yeah. about anything. It's supposed to be about sexual guilt. Well, also, like the head in the box scene is supposed to be. Um, you know, a reference to like the biblical story of Salome calling for John the Baptist's head and stuff like that. And it's like, and the I would have got that had they done it better. I don't think they did a good job of that because I didn't get that. Yeah, it's just like, um, you know, she's doing her dance and then her reward for her dances. Yeah. That the guy who's teasing her for, um, for having sex with the Nazis, uh, is his head is served to her. Yeah. Had most of this movie been done completely different, it could have been a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> I totally agree. If nearly everything well, was different. That's a disservice to IMDb sometimes. It's like, give a little more if you need to give a little more. Yeah. Because yeah. this was like, oh, what's this about? Why did this get a Blu-ray? I'm excited. Let's watch this. I kind of, it gets, a, I mean, now we can tell people this is a do not recommend. Yeah, this is hard me. do not recommend. <laughs> the, the thing... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a cult film amongst people who are into, like, the S&M Nazi thing. Where they shouldn't get a cult film. Like, there's so many movies (laughs) that don't resurface because they're super political, and yet this gets a Blu-ray. Yeah. It's like, well, then don't resurface that, you know? Put caution buoys around it. Yeah, I think, I think some... Some people might have interpreted it as like this is supposed to be a you know a Stockholm syndrome type of thing or whatever, yeah, which like I a lot maybe. of a lot of people believed that was a real thing back then, like before there had been any like studies to you well know, test probably that not then because like Stockholm assertion. syndrome is what like seventy three. Well, this would have been 74, so... Yeah. 
Um, oh, then it might have been all the rage. And it was like just something Sorry. that, you know, some guy who wasn't even an expert was just like Stockholm Syndrome and like made up a thing. And then psychologists later were like, is this a phenom- actually a phenomena? And studied it and they were like, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Turns it turns out just a cab. <laughs> <laughs> turns out this is an, an, not at all that, and these situations are all explained by different things. Another but, thing, and then oh. and this is just not real. This isn't based on a real character. This isn't a true story. There's no one that this. Well, I mean, the Holocaust is true, but. <laughs> No, well, yeah, yeah and but, so is but like you know, someone. <laughs> there are hotels too. Some, like, there were someone being like pedophile stuff going on. You know, who was like you know raped as a child yeah. by a Nazi, and then was like later like yeah. No, <laughs> I mean maybe to kill him, which is what I thought might happen. I thought so too. When reading about this, and another thing is the parent. <laughs> I, I do research for these films. I know. Seeing this one, you think maybe I should have done a little more research. But I did the parents' guide. And, you know, they said, oh, there's a head in a box, but you don't see this. And, like, you know, I'm looking for, like, scenes of sexual assault. You know, I read the severe scenes. I went through this movie. That's funny. Did they did they watch it with the sound off, maybe? I don't know. But... Or, and their eyes covered. But we can add <laughs> to it. Did miss, so, like, all yeah. the Nazi, like, all the concentration camp survivors, like, yeah. huddled around watching some little boy get anally raped? Like, did yeah, they miss they that? Yeah, they just didn't show it, I guess. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. But I like that we can add. Huh. Maybe they went to that, the bathroom during that No, course. I don't know. I like that we can add to it. Also, Because like, we have a service where... If yeah. it's not there, it should be there because the parents' guide is supposed to be like, okay, this could be triggering, and like, duh, this is kind of <laughs> yeah. triggering. I mean, they do cut away from things. We were able to make it through this movie. We didn't throw it out the window. Yeah, and I, I like, mostly was after I just a few it was minutes. Gonna... I was like, yeah. I am going to rip this fucking film to shreds. Yeah, and I, I, I think I'm with you, Dominic. I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, when is this going to, like, turn into, like... When, do the when, Nazi when does the redemption and spray thing going to happen? The way that, that the, the victims were just, like, background decoration and didn't... And no, none of them had agency except for this one character who mm. was, like, on their side... Like, I was like, this this film isn't going to get better. There isn't going to be anything that redeems right. this. This is. I don't think I had any, on. like, logical hope for it to get any better. It was definitely one of those just like, please have some redeeming value. Anything. Like, someone made you. Someone made you into a film. Someone made you into a DVD. Then a Blu-ray. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> There's been so many hands that have touched you. Yeah. It could have just been like, <laughs> you know what? No. Distributed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking no. No one needs to see this stupid, terrible jack off. I'm starting to remember Nazi too much film. of it, too. There's like, he walks on glass. Yeah, there's just. <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating. I mean, Anti Semitism is really prevalent, though. Yeah. And white people are like do feel super entitled but to you fetishize said, their oppressive histories. You That's said true. when you said um, Italian, you were like, obviously, or of course. Yeah, because, yeah. Because why? If, um, Italy was on the side of the fascists in yeah. World War II. 
they were they participated in the Holocaust. Yeah, but I mean, this was in the seventies. I still thought maybe the director would have a different point of view. Or... Yeah, but probably her parents participated okay. in the Holocaust, and so you know she would have some personal incentive to redeem her family members that she grew up with. Shivers. Yeah. Yeah. What's below one for this? Can I get? <laughs> well, I would just be like, see me. Do not recommend see me or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I'm not even gonna rate it. Like, I, well, it maybe a one. I mean, no rating is probably best with a just don't watch this film. They're, like, you will get. I mean, uh, you get nothing. Nothing. From it. It's not. It's not intellectually stimulating. It doesn't no. make you like. Oh, I never thought of it that way. It's not even especially enlightening for like. Um. Like it's a it's a pretty shallow treatment of people who are into S and M actually. It's incredibly like it's like it damaging gets, if anything. It, as oh far yeah. As representation. <laughs> no no no. Aside from, it's like I mean, Mambla trying to march in the parade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> right. Like. Come but on, also, guys. But also like setting the Nazi stuff aside and just looking at yeah it as like a sadomasochistic representation film it does nothing really there no other than it just maybe there wasn't much if any of that in mainstream movies or whatever but that's certainly not the representation that you want (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely are you ready you don't want people thinking that like you know if you're into s&m that you've got people kidnapped and locked in your house and, <laughs> and that you're like Nazi uniforms in your closet that you're ready to pull out for your and the Nazi hunters never, never show aside, up though, and shoot you like or that you know you're oh. like kidnapping children and you know torturing and raping children like that's maybe not the representation yeah, that you want correct Nazi stuff aside I'm saying like the Nazi stuff is obviously terrible but yeah. also like the the S&M representation is really fucked up and problematic. Yep. I just meant, like, this is a guy who's worried that, I mean, he's literally killed two people in this movie so that they won't report on his crimes, but he still has the Nazi uniform in mm-hmm. his fucking closet. That was funny. Like, mm-hmm. like what should I wear today? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... This uh, that movie is making this movie seem so great. <laughs> Wonton Ton, nineteen seventy six. Wonton Ton, nineteen seventy six. It's like thank you, Night Porter. You did me a favor. I look, I look good next to you. I don't. We don't have any Nazis. Pedophile. Okay. Wonton uh, Ton, nineteen seventy six. Okay, from memory. This should be fairly okay since we watched this last week. Madeline Kahn plays Estee Del Ruth, fourth on the call sheet, but first in our hearts. <laughs> She's a struggling actor who lives with Terry Garr, that pissed off wife of Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Stop going loco over aliens and help raise these kids, you butt. <laughs> Estee meets and also an. Esty meets, I wrote and, but Esty meets N, also down on his luck dog. Uh, and he is like, you're my person, and I don't care what anyone says. Oh, yeah. This already, uh, oh, yeah, this is already movie two. 
Shit starts with a tour group in L.A. checking out the Walk of Fame to uh, uh, get to Wonton Ton, and the tour guide is like, Hey, chumps, gather round. Let me tell you the tale of Wonton Ton. A very uh, thinly veiled change from a real-life dog star, Rin Tin Tin. Ha! Dog star. That was the name of Keanu Reeves' crappy <laughs> grunge band in the 90s. Back to Khan. <laughs> uh, Esty, slash Esty. She tries to get acting jobs and dodge the damn casting couch. She'll do it if she has to, but it sucks. And give me proof that I've got the part. But this fuck is just a fucking fuck. And Wonton saves her and rips his fucking throat out and pisses on his damn corpse. Not really. He does like <laughs> to protect her. And he also has a great love for running through studios, leaping about, knocking shit over, and general punk rock mayhem. We like it. <laughs> uh, we see this shtick in many poorly written films. Uh, someone, maybe Art Carney, it is Art Carney, sees the destruction <laughs> and says, put this fucking demon in pictures. Bruce Dern is like, this dog is mine and I'm the shit and pay me. Also, Bruce Dern keeps pitching art story ideas that... Art hates, but that are blockbusters like Jaws. Wink, wink at the camera. <laughs> Anywho, Bruce is not the shit. I wrote three pages on this movie. <laughs> I'm only on page two. Anywho. All right, well, while you're reading that, I'm going to pee. Hey! Because I do remember the movie. But don't you want to laugh at my, my musings? Yes, and I, I will hear you. Okay, oh, because you're so damn loud. <laughs> Anywho, Bruce is not the shit and needs Khan to control the punk diva wonton. He doesn't want to give her credit, but she gets some. Her and her dog are famous. Some shit happens, and the tour guide back in movie one says that this was the tale of wonton. Roll credits. Also, maybe Ashes can fill in the missing pieces. But before we discuss this poop, I would like to say that this film is not great. But everyone is in it. At least a bunch of great actors are here. Khan, uh, Madeline Khan, Terry Carr, Carr. Art <laughs> Carney, Virginia Mayo, um, Henny Youngman, Billy Barty. Many, many silver screen star cam cameos are here too. Seriously, a lot. Even the actual Khan, Ricardo Montevan, is here. Though we, Somewhere. <laughs> though we missed him because I'm not sure... Uh, we hear his voice. He plays a silent film star. Anyway, everyone's here, even Bruce Dern, and it still ain't great. So gather your friends around for viewing this, and maybe if you want to have a little drink or smoke a little something, it may help. I enjoyed this mess. Discuss. Directed by Michael Winner. That's actually his name. Uh, we have three, maybe four of his films coming up. And probably all are better than this one. Am I being too harsh? Question mark. Discuss. I mean, not on the back of Night Porter, but uh, you got back just in time. Yeah. I want to. I feel much better. The this movie was pretty good. It's not like I don't think this movie was a bad movie. Well, it you was, are one that doesn't like too much zany, yeah, and so it was when zany. the zany starts, you're like, "Well, are you gonna are you gonna go too far with it?" <laughs> and they kind of did in, in some ways, but then like by the yeah. end of this movie, it sort of redeemed itself um, by putting Khan, uh, Madeline Khan, into these into these zany like roles in the films. 
um, that she's excelling at, and she's super funny in them. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. I liked that transition when it played itself seriously and like had her like rolling around on the waves trying to find the dog or whatever. I thought, oh, this is just meh. Uh, and it was also they show the dog is fully drowned. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's fine. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> also, like trying to commit suicide in like three or four different ways, which was, yeah, which was weird. Um, yeah, because you kind of with all the zaniness, you think that it's supposed to be a kids movie, but then you're like, that's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> also, this whoopsie daisy, super racist movie. Yeah. And, and rapey That's and like <laughs> institutional rape kids. stuff where it's like, look, 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 yes, I will fuck you. That's fine. <laughs> just say I got the part. Like, yeah. And it's well, just. Well, it was interesting to me that they got that on the tape because, I mean, it's just. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was happening in the 70s, but it's also. It was obviously happening back then. It was never not happening. And right. Hollywood still has a long way to go. Sure, sure, sure. I, I just, my point was like, it seemed like it was going to be a kid's movie. And it was Correct. like, oh, yeah. this is not. <laughs> I would think so too. And looking Oops. at the, the cover and the poster, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like bring your children. Like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I want to say the dog was great in this. Um, yeah, it's pretty cute. As far as a trained animal, I hope it was just one dog and they didn't like run through a fucking warehouse. Of... I didn't. I looked into that and the, yeah, I'm not seeing you know an animal harmed. It's Yay! Where it was you know very difficult to watch, like Jonathan Livingston Seagull or the the bug movie we watched. Yeah, <laughs> Phase Four. Well, also. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bug the Maelstrom, movie. Hellstrom Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah. Yeah. A good movie, but well, I like. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's funny because uh, uh, two weeks from now I won't remember this movie. Yeah. No, but it'll come up for people. I mean, and it's neat for us who've seen all this to see these a bunch of people. Are Everybody's in this, movie. In this yeah. yeah. And so it was kind of like okay, but that's why I was like, yeah, but maybe get some friends around and maybe partake of something, something. So in our last multi-movie <laughs> review that we did, we did Movie Movie. Yeah, correct. Which I think is a much better version of this movie, or, or style of this movie, doing some, some sort of like zany with that. Uh, play. Uh, Do you hear this really loud when I knock my glasses into this? Maybe not. Uh, no, not really. Because I do it all the time. <laughs> And you put your glasses on and you don't do it. What's the secret? You see how mine's tilted back a little? We're talking about our, our, our wind guards here on our on our mic. Yeah. So I just I put my wind guard up against the mic. Yeah, it's like right up there. It was too late now. Yeah. You do too late. <laughs> you already done knocked your head in there. We have fancy mics, so you know, they got the whole accoutrement of wind guards and arms. Just and... pay more of a compliment to yourself. It's You're wonderful. Me, yeah. Thank you for doing all this. <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? Unless you got more on this i don't want to say another word about this movie yeah. F- four seven what i think that shut up did you read IMDb? <laughs> i didn't i, I haven't looked at IMDb. i think that's what they gave it <laughs> i give this a seven that's what but i said but with my caveat maybe some substances maybe some friends <laughs> also what even, i mean is definitely some substances. oh my god even as a stoner movie this does not move up all that much for me ah you yeah. little Maybe he's, in, he's just being a brat, folks. Don't listen to him. Maybe five five. I mean, it's like a, 
it's just like right in the middle for me. Because I, I don't want to give it a thumbs down like it's a IMDb. bad, bad movie. I get it. But it's... Yeah. <laughs> Think I if wouldn't it had... watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't watch it again either. Or I didn't want to anyway. I might be somewhere This review says uh, underrated yet fun. Or underrated <laughs> and fun. One of those guilty pleasures. I don't know. I mean, I, I would watch it again, but I'm like way more invested in these movies than most people. So. It seems like <laughs> if I saw this movie when I was a kid in the theater, I would think this is maybe an underrated and fun movie because I have some sort of like, oh yeah, me and Billy went to the place and got popcorn and like, oh like a Benji movie or something. yeah, you know, just like had fun and it was a fun day and I, we also watched this movie and like that was part of the fun day and so you know everything's. <laughs> Connecting in my in my brain to make this movie a little bit better than right. than the film that it actually is. There were a lot of those movies as a kid where my parents would just oh, yeah. dropped me off at the theater, and the the fun experiences was getting a chocolate bar. Yeah, <laughs> I got a chocolate bar. Playing like, little Space Invaders in the fucking. My grandfather uh, would take me to Cubs games, and I just don't remember anything at all happening in baseball in any way, shape, or form. But I remember the hot dog. <laughs> I remember they bought me hot dogs, and when I wanted another one, he bought me another one. The guy chucks them at you. I was Fuck like, yeah! I was way more interested in the guy chucking hot dogs at people <laughs> than which, which is than usually. the professional athletes trying to entertain me. <laughs> it's a lot of sitting still. Yeah, for a long I, time. I did not do sitting still yeah. as a child. Watching people just sort of occasionally move. <laughs> right, but baseball gets so much shit. But you and I were talking. Football is really slow too. Oh, it's yeah. tediously oh, slow. God, Second it's down. <laughs> I would rather watch baseball, and that is not saying much. We've all conferred for the last five minutes, and they did pass the one-inch mark to make it first down. Hey! <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> there's a committee like meeting in this. Bowling, it's like. Yeah, bowling's yeah, better. American sports are like. What is the least amount of physical activity you could have and call it a sport? But when I watched part of this last game, and I was like, okay, I get why that was slightly an interesting game because they came up in the last 30 seconds. But then the guy watching only pointed out that, A, of course, it's the Chiefs, and, B, they're still doing the, oh, 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 oh. Like, everyone is still in the stands doing Hello. that. And I was like, motherfuck. <laughs> it's 2023. I know. You fucking bastard. Because he said that, yeah. and I was like, really? And he all he said right after that was just shut up and listen. And I did. And you can hear it. Ew. You can God hear it. God damn. And I was like, no fucking just, way. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I was like, okay, I shouldn't have watched this. <laughs> I almost was going to give you half a point football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's also funny is like it's some of the most athletic people in the world only every once in a while doing something. And it just, it's that's wild to me. Yeah, that's true. That's all our Are reviews. Some of the most athletic people oh, in the ridiculously so fit. Crazy. Ridiculously but don't, fit. Don't those guys have like big old beer guts? I think shit? that's but well the tackle does. But the quarterback is like six pack. 100%. But, like, most He's of like the, the guys... the only guy who runs sometimes. <laughs> no. That's not true, right? No, no. Most I of the guys... I would think with victory that it is, but then I learned that there's like, another... There's the time, some other people run. Like, I mean, I remember, like, in school, it was, like, the, the kids that were, like, big but not fit. That was baseball. They're drinking <laughs> beer and they're... 
Uh, <laughs> look at most of the guys from there. They're some incredible athletes, just carved from fucking stone humans uh, who have put themselves through... Uh, a level of training and endurance that I can't fathom. This has been Ash's loving football To corner. fucking stand for like 10 minutes in between every once in a while doing something. Now, soccer, that's a different story. Those guys are fucking athletes. It's true. There you go. Are we done? I got uh, bleacher butt from yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give us our wrap-up here, which... Or, 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 Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh... Folks, you can find us on Mastodon now. I'm gonna My do it. My zipper was down this whole time, and no one said anything. Penis out too. Uh, Mastodon had <laughs> a decade under the influence or a DUI. Um, yeah, it was your dick. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram or Facebook by looking up a decade under the influence. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the general. Podcast things that you would go out there and want to listen to something on. Uh, please give us ratings and reviews. Um, not anyone really does that, and it would be sweet if it happened. Um, we would even probably read it on air and maybe even critique it a little bit because that's what we love doing. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Uh, we have, uh, I can't say that my name because I can't think of it. I don't want to get my phone because I want to be done. But we have some new Instagram followers and some new Facebook followers. And thank you. And, um, yeah, our numbers are growing as I take more of an interest and start catching up <laughs> on, uh, you know, where we're at. So we're, we're growing. We're getting there. So I want to I talk about a bummer for, for just two seconds Let's before go. we go Just out. talk about it not on camera. No, but like not this camera. is... <laughs> so I signed us up for Mastodon and was real excited. And we started gaining a following. And we had like 30-some folks or whatever. Um, and the numbers were growing and coming in. And then our instance dissolved. And so I had... Because there's different servers that you can live on. Oh. Um, and I moved us to a, a bigger, more popular server. But we just moved... We're now on uh, dot .social, Mastodon.social. We were on Mastodon.lol. Um, so come find us over there. Say hi. Uh, there's some good stuff. Your cat says shut the fuck up and yeah, feed me. Yeah, my cat does say <laughs> that. Guys, once again, thanks for spending some time with us. Appreciate your time. And we are out. That's you. This is you.